You are. you are listening to Making Bank, where we uncover the mindset and success strategies of the top 1% so you can amplify your life and your business. business. Welcome to Making Bank. I am Josh Felber, where we uncover the success strategies and the secrets of the top 1% so you can amplify and transform your life and your business. So I'm excited today to welcome Dean Graciosi, Dave Asprey, Justin Brook, Steve Sims, Tom Bilyeu, JP Sears, Randall Grizzle to Making Bank. So maybe what are like um, three closing tips that you could share that our audience could take and start utilizing? Sure. So the first tip that, that I would give is eliminate whatever it is that you're selling in your process as much as you can. Like that's the first step. Like don't don't overthink or overanalyze what you're doing because it's not a it's really not going to end up being about what you're doing. And I think that's the biggest misconception that most people have with sales is they're like, I need to get really good at selling when I think that I would like them to get really good at knowing who they are like personally so that they're able to relate with the other folks on a level where they're able to ask questions that other people wouldn't ask about themselves about their personal life about their real why like let's not talk about how awesome our services are because it really doesn't that's not why people are going to buy but that's a misconception most people they get you know this they get on they say tell me what what, what you can do to help me Right. And, and most uh, maybe the average sales guy says, OK, these are the different plans that we can do, ma'am, which one looks good to you. Right. Like you have to always be and this is uh, you always have to be in possession of that possession arrow or uh, Orrin Clough in his book. He calls it. Yeah, you're always in control of the frame. Right. Yeah. So I think that's the that would be the, the one tip. The second tip would be. Um, would be whatever whatever product or service that you're selling if you don't believe in it like like what i was talking about to the point where like sell something else like that's why these network and marketing things work so good and they say they're not, they're drinking the juice <laughs> right <laughs> excuse me <laughs> right it's because it's undeniable when you got some good juice right whatever that, that's making you feel good that when your family and your friends, and I'm not a network marketer, like that's not my space, but I'm just saying that that's where sales start because when your family and your friends come over and you got the juice, holy cow, you look good and you feel good and your mind's right. They're like, oh man, I want the juice. So so, so that would be the, the thing. And to, to get people to where they want the juice, you, you have to believe in it first yourself. So that'd be the second thing. And I think the, the third thing was when you have that juice is having a clear, precise steps to yeah. get more mindfulness lists or for more, you know, better, um, uh, just overall spirit, spirituality or, you know, better enlightenment in your life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The three things that come to my mind, uh, number one is reiterating, do something to make yourself uncomfortable. Uh, number two is, Feel your feelings, like find a body sensation. I'm not even saying emotions, like let's get more primal than that. 
find a body sensation. Is it tingling in your chest? Is it tightness? Is it something in your stomach? Is it uh, a throbbing in your leg? Is it a light, expansive feeling? But find a body sensation and breathe with it and feel it for at least a minute. Like we, we get so in our heads and out of touch with this miraculous instrument that we're blessed with that works for us. It's always telling us uh, what the right direction is for us if we're in tune with it. And it's a, a very wise instrument that speaks in the language of feelings. It doesn't speak English. It speaks in the language of feeling. And a lot of us don't understand. We're not even listening in the language that this vessel of wisdom speaks to us. And so... Feel a body sensation for a minute. Exercise your ability to understand the feeling language of your being. And then the third thing I'd invite people to do is look someone in the eyes today and let them know why you are grateful for them. Yeah, that's awesome. I guess we'll leave maybe our audience with something really awesome they can take away from what you're doing to help move their business forward in their life. Let's talk. Did we talk about the box breath last time? No. So not. One of the things that happens as entrepreneurs, like this, this, I don't think we talked about this other stuff either. When you're an entrepreneur, it's like having a baby kind of, right? Sure. Yeah. We both have young kids about the same age. Uh, I tried to step on your kid's feet earlier at the conference. It was fun. <laughs> so, uh, when you're when you're having a child, it's like they're a part of you, right? Right. And then or as as they grow up to be a teenager, and you know, like they, they they separate, and like you energetically separate. But when when you're when they're very young, they're literally like a part of your life, right? right? And 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 the separation slowly builds. When you're starting a company, it's actually your energy in the company, yeah. and it, it's like it's like there's this energy bubble and it gets bigger and bigger. And in order to allow your company to succeed, you actually have to allow it to like step out of the nest. Like when your kids go off to college or something. Sure. My kids are nowhere near going to college. <laughs> but they're already like beginning to be independent, right? There's a thing that happens with entrepreneurs where same thing happens with parents. If, if there's a threat to your children, it's a threat to you. Right. It's a visceral threat. Sure. Right? Well, it turns out the threats to your company are not visceral threats at all. They just feel that way. Right. So if you believe and you react to a threat to your company as if it's a visceral threat, you will experience the symptoms of an animal dying. Huge amounts of sympathetic activation, fight or flight activation, your sleep will be crappy, your relationships will be crappy, your health parameters will be crappy, and your life will be crappy. Right. So your job is to consciously tell yourself every night, I am not my company. Right? Uh, yeah. If you use that sure. mantra to yourself, right? Yep. Like, I am separate from my company. I exist and I am happy and fulfilled irrespective of my company. Of course, you're gonna be more happy when your company kicks ass. It feels good, all right? Like, yeah. Like, we're not disputing but, that right now. Yeah. Just the simple fact that if your company were to blow up tomorrow, you can either be happy or sad or dead, right? But it has nothing to do with whether your company blows up tomorrow or whether it blows up in a good way or blows up in a bad way. Right. Right. That Any of that can happen. Just recognize that one fact, taking a deep breath, yeah. and and meditating on that, and visualizing and viscerally feeling the fact that actually. A threat to the company is not a threat to me, right? Yeah. That's, that's awesome. a huge change. I am Josh Felber. You're watching Making Bank, where we uncover the success strategies and the secrets of the top 1%. Get out and be extraordinary. Thank you for listening to Making Bank. 
If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a review. And sharing is caring. Follow Josh Felber on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram for more. You can also listen to Making Bank on Amazon Alexa, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and watch on Apple TV, Success Thinkers Network, Amazon Fire, and YouTube.